What's going on, everyone? Welcome to our podcast. I'm Zachary. I'm Nicholas, and it's good to see you guys today. We are the developers of our own opportunities, reinforcing success, and today it's time to open some doors. So today, um, we want to start things out by just kind of telling you what we've been grateful for this week. Um, for me personally, it's just life in general. Uh, work's going really well. My social life's going really well. The gym, we just went and killed a great leg session I'm yesterday. I'm <laughs> uh, a bunch of deadlifts, uh, a bunch of squats, um, a lot of pool movements, and um, yeah, guns, gun city. <laughs> you want to get yours, come see me, Zo Fitness, all day. But anyway, um, I'm going to let Nicholas continue for what he's grateful for today. Um, what I've really come to realize this week is that, this goes completely along with our, our topic today, which is self-worth, is that like uh, everyone struggles in their own way. And I've, I, I would say the truth is the biggest motivator for me this week. I've had many very just truthful moments in seeing my own life and having to take back and sit back and realize that there's a lot of things that I need to keep working on and a lot of things that I need to keep, gather my attention towards and move towards. And I'm really grateful for the people that I have in my life and the people that continue to lead me on this path of, of success. And no matter how many failures I have, that I will keep going. So well that's, well that's, that's what I'm really, really thankful for this week. Um, let's dive right into our topic, uh, self-worth. Uh, Webster defines it as a sense of one's own value as a human being, and that could be that could be defined as self-esteem as well, and how you hold yourself in your own regards. I think uh, self-worth is one of those things um, that you really have to dive into, and uh, there's actually a theory that was done in psychology, and the self-worth theory was done by Cummington and Barry in 1976. And uh, what they actually found in this study was that self-worth in certain individuals becomes the main priority in your life. Um, it has to become that main priority. And what it is, it's to find self-acceptance and self-worth, and it's most often found through achievement. Yeah. Now, achievement, I don't mean by uh, you setting goals and, and, and you achieving them. Uh, I mean, really, when you're looking into it, you need to make sure that you're doing things for the right reasons. You're doing things for a purpose. Um, and they describe it in four main ele elements. Um, it's your ability to perform. Number two is the effort you put into yourself. Number three is your performance. Damn and then right. number four is your self-worth. Your self-worth is the sum, and I'm going to say this again, the sum of your ability, the effort you put in, and your performance. The sum of those three make up the fourth, which is your self-worth. Yeah. So remember, you need to research your own experience, you need to absorb what is useful, and then reject what is useless. And then you can find what is specifically yours. Um, and I think we have three main viewpoints um, that we're going to dive into really for this self-worth theory. Um, the first one is going to be positivity in your own skin. The second one will be optimism. And this is, uh, that is our coined term, optimism. Corn Thank term. you, Connor Sternlaw, yes. for that. Thank you, Connor. <laughs> great, great, great word. And uh, the third one is going to be living with a purpose, uh, which I know a lot of people struggle with that. I struggle with that still to this day. I know you have issues in that department <laughs> as well. I think I everyone struggle. listening. I think everyone listening can have, uh, you know, has trouble with that and uh, mm -hmm. that internal internal dialogue that you know you always hear. Um, you go 
every day with it. I mean, it's throughout your entire life. I mean, I think one of the things that's really, really interesting, uh, I have a few things that I'm going to talk about in this book. It's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. I'm not done with it, by the way, but I am well, well into it and I've been applying the principles to it and it's fantastic. One thing that it does go over is that you are your own worst self-critic and as you go through the day, that little voice in your head is always telling you that you're either doing fantastic or you're doing something completely wrong. And that isn't always the case. And you can always, there's always a different side of the story and you're always going to be the only one that is hundred percent in your own life at all times. Really, really good put. Yeah. But, um, so we're going to dive into our first topic and it is positivity in your own skin. So I think a lot of times that we, as people, we constantly tell ourselves that we can't do things. We constantly tell ourselves that we're not good enough. We constantly tell ourselves that we're not going to be able to reach that goal, no matter how high up the board it is and no matter the standards that we set. But I want you to really think about this because people today, they believe that there's all these different emotions, doubt, you have anxiety, you have anguish, you have turmoil, you have hate, you have anger, you have all these things that they're telling you is wrong with you. But in all actuality, if you look at it all, there's really only two emotions. It's love or it's fear. If you're hating somebody, you fear what they did to you. If you're angry with someone, you're fearing uh, fearing a situation. If you have anxiety, you're constantly fearing about the future. If you're doubting yourself, guess what? You have fear in your ability. Yeah. What was the four things? Ability, performance, effort, and that equals your self-worth. The sum of everything. I think, I think there's something that really is interesting that goes into this is like, I've, in the past relationships and in, in general with anything I do is I'm, I think I'm an empath, uh, empath, but I don't, I'm not best at showing that, I guess you could say in that I hold my emotions in and I move on because I look out towards others to try to make them feel better in their situations rather than me addressing my own situations. And it has caused me a lot of issues in the past into in general that goes into he broke it down into those two sections, but if you if you break it down to the subcategories and everything that we're doing, I like I broke it down into three, and there was I was completely wrong, which was happy, sad, and angry. And if anyone that does know me is, I'm a very very positive individual, and I'm always looking to 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 bring others up and make others happy. And when I do get my emotions sad or angry, like it's just horrible. It's hard to get out of it. And I was reading, um, it was the five different love languages, and it ended up, they ended up going into how to address your emotions uh, in general. And I literally spent day after day, like just analyzing myself and how I was feeling in different situations, how they made me feel. And I literally had a list of emotions, the subcategories of love and mm -hmm. fear, exactly, and anguish, disgusted, different, different things like these. Despair. That, yeah. Fucking, you know, and the big one is this day that I always hear is I have such bad anxiety over things. The reason why you have anxiety is because you really fear. You fear the ability that you have. You know, it, it's like in a situation, you know, me and him both cheered at uh, Austin Peay State University. Go Gus. Go um, for a long time. And you would see it all the time. People would step on the stage and they would fucking freeze. And they would freeze. And what it is at the end of the day, it's not because you have anxiety. It's not because you have, uh, you have issues in that department. It's literally you have fear. And you have to learn to deal with that fear. Um, 
you know, and, and when you really want positivity in your own skin, use your power. I mean, he's given, God has given us this gift that we have called intuition, this internal dialogue, divine power, you know, Rob, Buddha, whatever you want to call it. He's given you, given you this knowledge or this wisdom. And, and if you use it, your potential is limitless. But the thing is, is you have to be able to first put in the work. You have to put yeah. in that effort. I think one of the most interesting facets to what he's talking about is that, like, I was a, I was a cheerleading coach for for four years, and the biggest thing I took away from it, and the biggest thing I took away, there's there's a lot of different factors that I'll end up getting into probably through this podcast that has really influenced me through cheerleading gymnastics and the coaches I've had. But one of the things that I taught my students all the time was that they'd always come to me, and they'd have this goal like that was up here. You can't even see my hand. Okay, I want to I want to get a back tuck. All right, so what are the steps that are, that are, that are needed to, to get to that point? Because in their eyes, they're at this level, and they have this skill, which is in terms that most of you might not know is a back handspring. And the next step is a back tuck. But mm -hmm. there's entirely, there's a, there's a whole ladder with rungs, with uh, rungs on this ladder. Yes. You have to take to get there. And everyone has this end in sight. And that could be, so look, this is your happiness. This is positivity. This is your self-worth. But... You can't just sit there and be like, I, I don't have, I can't get there. It's ding, ding, ding. Here's a door. It's about yes. to open. It's about <laughs> to open. Go ahead. Listen, it's those tiny steps that you take that end up leading you there. And you, you have this end goal in sight and you sit there and you go, okay, today I like, I'll meditate. Like I've just gotten into meditating. Zach has gotten me onto meditating a lot and I definitely recommend it. To it's anyone. not something that I was super comfortable with doing. It is just analyzing my own self, my own thoughts. And I sat there and I'm like, because each and every day I go through, I'm I like, I'm trying to become a better person. It's up here. You want to grow. Yeah. You just want but, that ultimate potential. But I, like, I never feel like I'm doing enough. Like I, there's always something I can be doing better, but then I sit back and I meditate or I look, reflect on my own thoughts. And I realize the most the amazing things, the tiny little details that on this, they could be the smallest little things, my but I'm moving forward. Mm -hmm. And that is one step closer to my goal. That's one step closer to holding myself, my self-worth at a higher standard. Like your goal is always going to be so far away. If you, if you're, if it's truly a good goal, mm -hmm. like a, like a, like a, something that you're trying to get to, you got to take those tiny steps. 100%. Every single day. It's, it's that, that's what's going to lead you to becoming the better individual that you want to be. That's going to open these doors for you that you want to go through. You know, I'm, I'm going to crank open that door just a little bit more, just like he did. Um, so, you know, you, you have that goal like he's talking about. And what you realize is that you first have to have a vision to get to that goal. And a vision without action is merely just a dream, you know, and you can find anything that's lost, but you're not going to get back time that's wasted. Um, that dream that you have, you need to believe that that dream was put into your heart because it's part of your destiny. And ultimately, God has put that in there for you for to strive for and it's going to be that little voice that sometimes you hear and it's telling you okay you know maybe we should put that big mac down and, and go hit some cardio god i love big mac yeah it's so damn good <laughs> oh, mcdonald's i love you but what you don't understand is that literally six months and i want i want you to hear this six months of hard work and focus Plus, getting in alignment with your source, God, raw, divine energy, power, whatever you your want to call it. Your own mental energy. Your own mental energy. Don't underestimate this power 
because inconsistency and desire, if you put your intention to anything, like you already have what it takes. Everything that you need, and I think this is something that we're both finding through meditation, is everything that you need is already inside you. Um, so don't doubt. Don't doubt yourself. Realize you're a whole lot more powerful than what you are. Damn right. And sit down and meditate on it. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people are saying, well, you know, every time I try, it, it starts, you know, my, my brain's giving me these questions. Or even, or even, I don't want to meditate. Like, who needs meditation, blah, blah, blah. Like, I can say that I've been doing it for the past month and a half now. And I was very skeptical at first because who wants to just close your eyes and sit there and just not do anything? <laughs> well, honestly... I think it's needed. I, I escaped my own thoughts for many, many years in that mm-hmm. and never addressed some of the things that have been going on in my life. But I can sit down and really find out who I am truly. And I think that goes exactly to his point is that we're trying to this the whole goal of of your self-worth. You have to understand who you are first. And that yes. is a very hard yes. journey to go on. And I'm on my way. But it takes self-reflection and understanding your own thoughts and being very self-aware. It's, a, it's another level of consciousness. It's another job you have in your life. Yeah. It, it, I mean, that's exactly what it is. It is literally like a job. But think about this. You put 40 hours a week into a nine-to-five. How much time do you really put into to bettering yourself? Three hours a week? Four hours a week? Do you do it eight hours a day like you do for your job? I bet you don't. So, you know, when, when you're going in these meditations, try to think of three things. One of which you need to realize what's going on, what's going on in your life. So, you know, for me, that was surrendering my life to God, uh, really getting back in tune with my alignment, um, finding the the little things in life. All right. So number two, reflect. And by reflection, I need you to be truthful with yourself, not just, ah, you know, this person, this person left me. They left me out to dry. Uh, It's all their fault. No, you need to find your mistakes your actions and that's, you need to find your decisions that that ultimately you know made the situation arise i think that's that's a very hard thing to do too like i had a lot of trouble in a lot of ways of just understanding my own truths and the things that i hold to be on to self-evident and that's where like you have to make a change like you have to understand that Everything isn't someone else's fault some, uh, most of the time. If you, the one thing I took, amazing thing I took away from cheerleading and uh, Shandy, this is because of you. Still, is, I told you, there's you still cold. There is nothing that you can't be doing to better yourself in a situation or you yes. could be doing better in a situation. Even if someone, it is completely someone else's fault. What could have you done to make that situation better? And be truthful in a situation and understand that you can always do something or you can do something afterwards, but it isn't, don't put the blame on someone else. Cause then guess what? You're just yes. pulling, you're putting your energy out somewhere and you're expecting something to come back and explain something for you. Where if you look inwards and understand that you could have done something better, you can make a change. 100%, 100%. So for those three steps, we have realization, reflection, and the third one, this is going to be the hard one. I promise it is going to be probably the hard one. React. By reaction, and you know, when you meditate more and more, you're going to find that you're finding your purpose or, or, or your destiny, if you will, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but what you're going to have to first do, you're going to have to kill your toxic self. And that scares people. That scares people a lot. And by your toxic self, I mean the things that no longer serve you. 
I mean the the cigarettes, the uh, the smoking weed every day, the drinking alcohol till you puke, the the going to work but not putting your best step forward, the the effort that you put into your fitness, then you go home and then you fucking drink uh, drink a gallon of beer and then fucking eat a gallon of ice cream. No, focus on bringing out your ultimate person. And that's not to say that that some of these things aren't okay. But you have to understand exactly. It's again, being truthful with yourself and understanding what the harmful things are in your life. And I can say that from knowing Zach for, I think it's five, six years now, Mm -hmm. is that we've both been through a lot of trials and tribulations with, with relationships, relationships, different drugs, different, like almost everything. And like, we've, I've, I've come to realize a lot of things as well. I mean, We've, turmoil, we've lost people, you lost know, people, we've lost friends. We've, it's, it's been a long road, but at the same time is when you sit back and you're actually wanting to make a change and you look at the things that are holding you down is I think Dr. Phil, Dr. Phil, and I watched a Joe Rogan, and Dr. Phil podcast the other day. Fantastic. By the way, go check it out. It was great. But they talked about, um, just holding like, like, putting something else out on this, uh, like, and actually trying to fix it with drugs or all these different things. And if you realize, you you begin to lean on it. If you realize that something's really harmful to your, your actual purpose, your being, and you're not doing anything about that, you're just hurting yourself. And I'm not saying that path is easy to take and that it's, it's, but if you make, if that's up to you, yeah. Like you're going to open that door. You're going to keep it shut. And in my, in my, in my case, I've, I've had trouble nicotine. Um, look at this thing. <laughs> As he whips it up. But <laughs> I'll let you know that I am down to 1.8% instead of 5%. Go me. And the steps. Yes. It's and those times. And that's what matters is like, you know, people so long, they're like, okay, I know what I want to do. I know how I'm going to do it. But I just don't know how to take the first step. The journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. It doesn't have to be something drastic. It could be something as, okay, instead of having a a chicken biscuit or sausage biscuit for breakfast every day, I'm gonna replace it with oatmeal and fruit. I'm gonna stop, you know, eating out all week and I'm literally going to prep my meals all week and then on the weekend I'm gonna eat out. I promise you, it's those little it's those little bitty things. And what you have to realize is that you know, I'm, I'm a very spiritual, spiritual person. And, uh, I mean, he knows uh, a lot of people that know me probably know the same thing. And when you give yourself to God and, and you really realize that, okay, there is a piece of God that is in each and every one of us. And that this person that I, that, I, that I am and that I know I can be, and I can see the visions of it, that this is God giving me a little touch of my destiny. He's not telling you exactly what it is. He's giving you a little touch of it. And ultimately what he wants us to do is he wants us to make decisions based upon that. Now, if you turn your back on him, that's usually when turmoil, anxiety, anguish, all this stuff starts happening. But when you surrender to him, what you ultimately realize is that you never walk alone. Yeah. You never walk alone. There's someone with you constantly. So when you're alone and you feel like you have to turn to another person, a drug, alcohol, yeah. you know, uh, or, or ultimately, you just you feel just despair in general. Yeah. Surrender to just let it all go yeah. and let God. And I think something that's really interesting to take away from this is that 
I'm gonna let you like so he's very religious. I'm I'm well, very hang you know, on. Okay, I w- I wouldn't say religious per se, be- just because religion is customs and traits that you okay. have to follow. So he's more, more spiritual. I I guess you would say. I, I'm much more. I'm spiritual in the sense that I. I tie my connections to a higher power, but I have no idea what that is, and I don't describe it or define it. And I've I'm on a journey discovery. To, I'm yes. on a journey to self discovery. But that this goes to you guys is that no it's matter okay. what what it is, what religion, whatever you're doing is, you can take away notes from this. And I don't want you to feel like, oh my gosh, he's talking about God. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. There's there's a lot of different key points that he's making that really make sense, and that you have to strive to be your best, and that you. You define this destiny that you create and you make these choices that are going to end up putting you in a position in the future that is either going to be the one that you want to be or not. Mm-hmm. And and ultimately, it's your decision. I think I think the, something that's really interesting is that this goes this this goes into happiness and eventually to our next topic, next part of it. But it goes this is a, this is a quote that uh, that's said in, in, the, in here is that it isn't what you have or who you are or where you are. Or what you are doing that makes you happy or unhappy. It is what you think about. And the power of positivity and your mind in creating this journey that you're on. And thinking that you're doing good. And knowing these tiny steps that you're taking to becoming the better you. Is going to put you in a place of growth. You're opening these doors for yourself. You're letting yourself grow exponentially. And... What's what's wild is that you're gonna you're gonna live life anyways. Mm-hmm. Six. If you if you if you think about it, you make. Doctor Phil made this again. Is you have if you have two boats driving on this river that's endless, and one of them takes a five degree turn, just a five degree turn. At first, it's not the smallest thing, but if you keep going on miles and miles and miles and miles and miles, they're gonna be exponentially further from each other. You're gonna be somewhere where you don't want to be. Yeah. So. Take that path and take take that step. One step ain't gonna hurt. Nope. I mean, it may for a little second, but then it's gonna get better. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys. You know, I think when you really, really contemplate what's going on in your lives and you observe, you know, you come from a point of looking at it from the outside instead of just, you know, this is me. This is who I am. You know, you observe the things that you want, and you're going to see that the mind, it's got a path for you to follow and it's going to give you stuff in which this is, we're going to dive into this in our optimism. Thank you again, Connor Sternloff. <laughs> um, but I just think for, for all of you guys listening out there and, uh, I'm going to let Nick jump into the next topic, which is optimism, uh, after this. Um, but I just want you to know that no matter what you're going through right now, um, no matter if it's somewhere where you think you can't come back or if you're in the best place of your life, like congratulations, like keep growing. Um, but no matter where you are in life, fall in love with the process, fall in love with the journey and just ultimately remember that the principle of life is just to enjoy it. Gary V goes into that a lot is that like you can have these arbitrary goals of love, like, of losing all these weights, do like it could be anything, losing weight, making a million dollars, doing all this, but loving that process, trusting that process, and finding like your security in that process is what's gonna actually allow you to fall in love with it. And rather than I reached my arbitrary goal, what's next? That's very interesting. But we're gonna go into our next topic, which is opt to wisdom. 
Uh, I think what's really, really interesting is that this is literally me. Uh, it's optimistic energy and then perspective. And I think I've had a lot of mis misunderstandings from others in the past. And we talked about this last podcast is that everyone's like, this kid's crazy. But what truly I feel in my heart is that I'm very thankful for every moment and that I live that not that I'm super into that moment all the time, but that I'm thankful that I'm here. I'm thankful that I live in a world where I can have the shirt on my back that I can make this podcast that I can influence others and that I can have fun and have all this, give my energy to others. And that's fantastic. And that perspective I have all the time and sometimes don't get me wrong it's not all the time but it's it's yeah, we there. have moments of weakness every day yeah. you know yeah. it's something you constantly have to work on but it's there and that I think that's leaded me onto a path where honestly it's it's I can extrude happiness and people are just like why is he always like this and <laughs> yes it, it's become such a habit even when I'm not feeling the best people are like why is Nick feeling like this and I don't, I don't want you guys to go and extrude positivity. If you guys, that's not you. But I think what's really about optimism is that be optimistic mm-hmm. in yourself. Throw your, like, if you're, if you are an introvert and that's what you do, throw your energy into it. If you are an extrovert and you want to go out in the world and do blah, 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 throw yourself into it. But have, put yourself in, into that optimistic mindset that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing yep. and that what you do matters because I think that's, that's something that really, really I ultimately do it wholeheartedly. Yeah. I sat there, I sit there and I, every time I, I meditate, I, one thing that I really do is at the end of it and I've, after I've talked to myself and realized the, the positive things I've done, the negative things I've done, the Seriously, things I need to work on, I tell myself, I'm like, what you're doing matters. Yep. Every little step you're taking is a process in you becoming the you that you want to be and mm-hmm. the future you, you see and you're doing fucking great. And I, it's such a positive light in my life that I'm like sitting there. I'm like, goodness, I could be doing all these things. And then I look at my, my plate and how much I'm handling and the things that I'm doing. And I'm like, you're doing great. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Pat yourself on the damn back, <laughs> man. Like, fuck. <laughs> You know, and it's so crazy, you know, you, you expect to move forward positively, you know, when you're constantly worrying about something that no longer serves you. you I promise you, you can't. No matter how much you're trying to move forward, if you're constantly looking in your rear view, you're not going to move forward, guys. Like, you know, it, it's always good to take what we can from those situations and use that for motivation, you know, because the, at least this is kind of the way that I view it, that, you know, these hardships and stuff that are put in, in our life, they're put in as obstacles, they're put in there as a learning curve for us to, to, to literally become that ultimate potential that, you know, we constantly speak of, you know, and what you need to understand that you're literally one decision from changing your entire life, one decision. So, you know, what do I mean by that? You as a person, when you, when we're diving deep and, you know, I love meditation. It's something that I've been doing pretty good while, (laughs) Um, but when you start to meditation, you're going to start finding out things about yourself that, to be honest, you're not going to like. Yeah. You're not going to like some of the stuff that you find out about yourself. I do. And you're going to ultimately find that there are things that are toxic about yourself. And uh, one of my things, um, like I talked about before, was killing your toxic self. Getting rid of those things that really no longer serve you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
think about it, and you work at Pandas, so you'll be able to describe this probably a little bit better than I can. Um, you marinate meat. How long would you say that you marinate the, the meat that you guys serve? Pretty good while? A pretty good while. I mean, for but it, days. But yeah. it's always in good, uh, good, uh, good flavors, you know, good minerals, like yeah. good stuff like that that's yeah. healthy. Okay. So let's say that as a person, you're, you're the meat, you're the steak, chicken, whatever you want to be. You want to be bison, you be bison. Um, but now we're marinating you in dirty water. So now as you begin to marinate and we start to cook you, you taste like shit. Well, we marinated you in dirty water. What do we expect? And what you get into is your brain is just like that. Yeah. Your brain is just like that. What you watch on TV, you go home, you know, you watch all this stuff that's scandalous. You're going to think scandalous. You watch all this stuff about fighting and murder. Like that's what you're going to bring into your life. You know, you watch good, positive things. That's what you're going to bring into your life. And ultimately what you have to understand is life is about attitude and emotion. Um, You learn to control and alter those things. Guess what? You are in a place of limitless potential that not many people have gone and they don't understand it. Um, So ultimately change your thoughts. You change your life because at the end of the day, your thoughts are going to become things good or bad. Um, I want to dive really quickly into something that like, I mean, I, I really think that as a, like, as a child, I was just, I did gymnastics and like, honestly, a lot of people found it really, really, really weird. And it, like, it hindered me from gaining a lot of friends. It, it didn't, like, I didn't get attention from the people around. Like the only, like I felt at home when I went to gymnastics and I had those people there and I could be myself and I was like, goofball anyways. But like people thought I was weird. People called me, people called me gay. Like I was highly energetic. I like. I was, I was, I was asking myself like, why are these people like feeling this way? And then eventually I just didn't even care about what they thought or anything. Mm -hmm. And I just kept on going, being this highly energetic, weird kid. Like I remember one time I was second grade. I had these, I had the button up pants and we were going outside (laughs) and I ripped them off. And like like, this kid next to me was like, what the fuck is this kid doing? (laughs) Yes. But it, I think that these things form the basis of what, what, who you are. And like, I am that weird kid still. I still do weird things. I'm highly energetic, but allowing myself to really reflect on my own positivity, I think brings the most out in positivity in others. And it doesn't just have to be positivity. You could be, it could be any sense of anything yes. who you are. And like, you can change someone's life. You can change your own life. Just like that. But you have to be understanding of, who you are and what your journey is. And I think that that, that goes along. I mean, you, you get all these different bad traits from your parents. And I think I've realized that from meditation. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I have embedded programming of being a horrible, horrible at event, uh, just planning. And I'm an event planning minor, which does not make sense. Yeah. I mean, think, think about it, you know, really, really deep right now. I'm again, open up that door. You know, your brain is almost like a computer. So, you know, we're programmed from a young age. You sit in school for 12 years. You go from kindergarten, somebody, some people do preschool, but you're literally programmed to believe the things that they tell you. You're supposed to work a nine to five. You're not supposed to have an imagination. You're supposed to go and literally just live up to what your parents want. You know, what you have to understand is there is something deep, deep inside you that I know is burning a passion in you right now. I don't know what that is. 
you're the only person that does. And even if you do not know, you can find it. You can definitely like, find it. Uh, and, and I want to read a, a quote from the book of Job real fast. And um, he says in Job 33 verse 15, he speaks in dreams and visions of the night when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds. So, you know, we're going back to, to meditation and, um, you know, and, and, and finding this sense of purpose and finding mm-hmm. our ultimate potential. Uh, what you have to understand is, and thank you, Dr. Joe, Joe Dispenza, you have helped me tremendously with this, and thank you so much. I haven't as much, but you are fantastic, and you changed my viewpoint a lot. Yes. So he describes the brain in a lot of different ways. Neuroscientists are very, very interesting. Like work, y'all need to check him out. All his is wild. Yes. So what he states is that as a child, have you noticed a child picks up on things so much easier than what an adult can? Yeah. You know their learning curve, like they just pick it up so quick. Gymnastics, whatever. Your brain secrete waves. You know, I was a I was a radiologist major for a long time, and uh, I ended up switching to kinesiology. It's a different story. But I learned a lot in my chemistry and my physics class about waves and, and just how in-depth. We as people, we only see 1% of the waves that are going on around us. So which means there is 99% more energy around you than there is that you can see. So from the ages of 1 to 7, a child is in, a, in the state of theta. Again, open up that door. Um, so that child is in a state of theta from ages of 1 to 7. That's why they pick up on things so easily. Yeah. You know, they learn very quickly. As an adult, your brain goes into theta twice in one day. Right when you wake up, right before you go to bed. So, you know that that little drowsy feeling you get up where you're like, God bless, I need some freaking coffee. Oh my gosh, can I get some coffee? Your brain's secreting theta waves at that time. So if in turn, you want to learn something or you want to better your life, let's say you want to become rich, you want to get a new car. Whatever you want to do, play some affirmations during that time. When you go to bed, play affirmations. Something that's positive, that's going to correlate to your goal. Read a book. Read some quotes. Because ultimately, like I said, again, these doors are opening. Your brain is like a computer. So the programming that you're putting in, if you're watching TV all the time, guess what, guys? That's programming. You're reading good books. Guess what? That's great programming. You're going out all the time. You're getting sloshed in the bars. You're still programming, but it's not the programming you're going to need. And ultimately, at the end of the day, just realize that you are the outcome of your decisions. I mean, and that, and there's several aspects of that that could be – listen, you could also be one of the bars to make contacts. Yep. But use the best possible usefulness of what you're doing. Yes. And that's really important. I think that's a really, really great – link of or a really great overview of what we believe optimism is to be and to go into our final uh our final of these three key points there's plenty of others that we could definitely talk about about self-worth we could dive in on talking about these for hours and hours but But the next one's living for a purpose and that's that's really hard topic to think about like if you if you just analyze yourself and what you want to do. I think one of the hardest things that I've had to come across is that, is that I'm not like, I'm really good at seeing end goals, like really big goals for myself. Even though we just talked about this ladder wrong, I have to follow it myself. Yep. And that like in the real world, not gymnastics cheerleading or even in school is that I have to find those little connections that lead me up this ladder. And 
I have different goals for myself. I want to own a tavern with really cool music one day. I want to own a boat. I want to have a dog. I want to be yep. that fantastic guy for that girl someday that is the dream boat guy. Yeah. But I, I have to take those, I'm going to take those steps. And finding that purpose in yourself and understanding what you're doing, you're going through is bigger at the moment. Like I could go outside and chug a bottle of vodka. Or some is whiskey. That, <laughs> is, is that great for me at the moment? No, because in two hours I have to be at work. Am I living for my purpose? Am I living to better myself? Am I living to have that higher self-worth in myself? Uh, you know, going off his viewpoint, uh, what you begin to understand is that you cannot give anybody something that you don't have. Um, you know, and people that live with a purpose they're actually more inclined to develop values and traits. Um, and they allow these values and these traits to actually shape their daily actions. And, you know, when you allow yourself to, to get to a point where you can develop a routine, uh, you're placing significant value on yourself. And it really brings out a, a high, high level of integrity, not only in yourself, but those around you. Because when they see you working hard and they see you pushing towards these goals, it's almost like it lights a fire inside of him. Um, and just realize like going on with purpose that no one's purpose is the same. And, and I think that, you know, with social media and a lot of things, it's a really great avenue, but we compare ourselves all the time to other people. Um, and, it, and it's really great to be in competition because it pushes us, you know, but at the end of the day, just realize that just because that this person's doing something that might not be what your, what your, your purpose actually is. Um, and your brain's going to offer you insight into that. It's going to offer you insight into your decisions. It's going to help you shape your goals. It's going to create meaning and, uh, furthermore, you know, give you a direction. It's almost like a, kind of like having a compass for my Disney people out there. You ever seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Damn right. So Jack Sparrow whips, whips out his Where's compass. Where's the rum? <laughs> uh, Jack Sparrow whips out his compass. And what does that compass tell him? That compass points to what he wants most. Your brain will do the same thing. It will give you a sense of direction. But the thing is, is you have to get it to a point where it can do that. It doesn't just happen. And how you do that is you set goals for yourself, little things, like little things at first just to build confidence. You create those goals, you smash them. Well, guess what? I accomplished this. So now guess what? I'm going to set another goal. I'm going to smash that fucking goal. You know? And you begin to develop this internal dialogue where you know now that the world is happening for you, not against you. Because most people live in a state of despair and worry, so they're constantly thinking, why me? The world is just giving me bad luck. I have all this bad luck. You need to kill that. I, like, never say can't. Never say that this can't happen to me. I want you to put so much positive thought that you, you began to feel yourself. It's like, damn, man. Like, I, I really yeah. feel like that. You know I what think I mean? I think this there's something really interesting that this was talking about is that uh, Dr. Phil went into uh, a concept of, of this, and this really relates to my gymnastics. And, and every, uh, if you've done a sport, if you've been coached before, if you've accomplished a lot in your life, if you haven't accomplished a lot at all, like yeah. this applies for everyone. But you are a representation of your past accomplishments and achievements in the sense that you base just like you like like if I just met Zach and I looked him straight in the eye and like we've hung out a couple times now and then we're like okay I'm gonna judge him based on the experiences 
and the, the, the conversations and the, the avenues that we've created. And that is, that is a bias against him now, whether it be good or bad. Mm-hmm. You do the same thing with your self-worth. And in that you are biased against yourself of things that you've developed, the, the problems that you've had, and everything you've faced. And if, whether that be good or bad. And realizing, wow, I've accomplished a lot. And like you have high self-worth. There's always more you can be doing. Or if you realize, dang, in these situations, I could have done so much more. Yeah. Like, it's over. Be that you know? truthful person and realize that you can make tiny steps to become yeah. this individual you want to be. Or realize that you can hold yourself in higher regards. And that every little step you take, every move you make... I'll be watching you. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, just to kind of kind of sum up, you know, living with a purpose section, sell your cleverness and purchase bewilderment. You know, find what makes your heart beat. Because, like I told you before, for, for everyone, it's not the same. You ultimately want to live out your purpose. And remember, guys, like the main principle of life, like I said before, is just to enjoy it, you know? Take it, take it with a grain of salt. Take that step, you know, go out and see that, see that band, you know, yeah. do things that you wouldn't you normally see do. Stone on Mondays would be great. Oh, go listen to him. He's fantastic. But I think that, that ties in exactly what he told me the other day. We were sitting there and we were talking about this podcast on uh, Friday because we were just geeking about it. Yeah, but he goes, and I was like talking about all these different things that I was podcasts and videos and how research I was doing. And he's, I was talking about how excited I was. And he goes, he is. You know, it's not YOLO. It's not you only live once. You only die once. Damn right. You better believe it. You better live your life like it. And I think that's a really harsh realization to come to. It is. But make every action something that is going to give you the reaction you want. Or at least lead you in a direction that you want to. Exactly. 100%. Lead this way. Open these doors, my friends. (laughs) All right, guys. But uh, it's been 41 minutes. And... We couldn't be more glad to have you guys on. I hope, my only, my only hope is that we change one mindset, one perspective, and that you guys continue to grow with us as we are continuing to grow, obviously. And ultimately, you know, that's, that's our goal. And I uh, just kind of want to leave you guys with something by one of my, one of my favorite writers, uh, Henry David Thoreau. He said, success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. So take the time. Enjoy the little things. And remember, principle of life is in to enjoy it, guys. Let's open some doors, my friends. Let's open some doors, guys. Till next week.